A couple of weeks ago, we took a started, kind of did an introduction uh, on the book of Matthew. And uh, uh, looking at that is, is interesting that uh, as I prayed about what the Lord, where the Lord would have me go, I realized that Matthew was the only, only gospel that I, that I hadn't in 30 years of pastoring that I had not basically preached through. And um, so we, we're going to back up and, and take a look at this book that uh, some critics of the faith, some skeptics of, uh, of Christendom have called Matthew the greatest book ever written. Um, and it's in the book of Matthew that the writer presents to us this king, Jesus Christ, king of kings. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and as I was looking ahead in, in chapter 2, there's a... There's a uh, a, uh, there's a clash of two kings, and we'll see that clearly. But we we took a look. We started with the genealogies, and looking at the, at the significance of that, kind of left off with verse 16, where it says, "And Joseph, uh, Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ." So the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations from David. To the exile in Babylon are 14 generations. From the return or from the exile in Babylon then to the, to the birth of Christ are 14 generations. And as we looked at this, now we, uh, the writer of Matthew begins with Joseph and introducing us to this man that, um, that God picked to be the stepfather of his son. And uh, we, we're going to see, we got, a, the, I think, the, probably the, the most comprehensive picture of Joseph in all of the Gospels is found in this, the end of this first chapter of Matthew, of Matthew 1, these last, last verses of this. And in these, we see Joseph as a man of compassion. We see Joseph as a man of, of uh, integrity. He is, a, he is a, a decent man, a just man, a righteous man. And he, he's also a man of love. We see uh, them, him there as that, and we see that, uh, that he was a humble man who was more concerned about God's will and God's plans for his life than he was his own plans. And oftentimes today as we, as we talk and as we think and as we move and interact with each other, um, we see that, that, that the fear of God interfering with my plans the the um, it's really a lie, but the whole fear there that if I surrender if I surrender my life to God, He's going to ask me to you know sell everything to move to darkest Africa where the spiders are a foot across and where they've got these big snakes that are crushing. He'll surely ask me to do something horrible that I won't want to do if I surrender to God, and and so Satan uses that lie to to try to keep people from trusting Him and really knowing Him. So as we, as we look at this, I want us to take a look at a, a message that I've entitled, Joseph, God's Man for the Job. Joseph, God's Man for the Job. We're going to pick up at verse 18 and verse 19 right here as we start. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was like this. When as his mother Mary was espoused, or we'd call it more of engagement, I'll talk about that, was espoused to Joseph... Before they came together, before they were married, before they had uh, had sexual intercourse, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, and it kind of, again, gives you uh, a little bit of insight of how seriously 
the spousal periods were, were looked upon. Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. First thing that just jumps out to me is I want you to notice the tragedy that marred Joseph's life. The tragedy that marred Joseph's life. Uh, even though Joseph was God's man, God chose him. I mean, when an angel comes to Mary in Luke 2 and says, uh, Mary, you found favor with God and God's chosen you to be the virgin mother of his son. God handpicks Joseph. He handpicks him for this task of raising his son as a stepfather to Jesus Christ. And as we see that, we're going to see that Joseph's life, even though he was picked by God for the particular job that Joseph's life was filled with trials. It was filled with obstacles. It was uh, filled with surprises along the way. It wasn't just a easy, it wasn't just one of those things that we think, oh, he, man, he had an easy, it was on easy street. And the first thing as we look at this, the tragedy that marred Joseph's life was look at a disappointing discovery. The espousal period uh, that I talked about uh, in, in, in a lot of ways was similar to our engagement, but, but with a lot more binding aspects. While the husband and wife or the spouse couple were, were promised, were committed to each other, and that means that they were to live chaste. They weren't to, be, they weren't to have sexual relations with each other. They were to live chaste. And this espousal period was a time when uh, the bride would be, would be putting together uh, her things that she's going to set up housekeeping with and all this. And the husband would be spending this time preparing a place to bring his bride, uh, making them a home, getting ready for furniture and all the things that would take place um, with that. Uh, and, and both parties then were, were it was an exciting time. It was a time when they were going to get to know each other. There's a lot of communication. There's a lot of talking and, and a lot of anticipation as they would begin their life together. And the reason I talk about a disappointing discovery is the wording that, G, that God's word puts this in verse 18. that says, before they came together, she was found with child. Now, just the wording there. And scriptures doesn't exactly tell us how this came about. But if you'll allow, I don't, I'm not trying to indoctrinate you with Jerry Helton theology at all. But, but as I read through this, and again, I'm going to try to stick to what God's word says is God's word. But this is, this is, this is Jerry here. Luke, from Luke 2, we see that when Mary, when the angel appeared to Mary and, and told her that she had found favor with God and that she was going to have God's child... And Mary didn't, she didn't understand this. Okay, but I'm not married. I don't know how, maybe, you know, when Joseph and I get married, then you're saying that the child that we have, the first child is going to be special to God. And he's, no, no, no. The angel says, no, Mary, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. That fulfill all the prophecies that the prophets have been promising of the one to come. You're going to be pregnant with God's child, Mary. And Mary said, I, I, you know, I, I'm sure she said, I don't understand all that. But finally, Mary gets to the place of just of basically saying, I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust God. Okay? God's in control of this, so I'm going to trust him. And the angel says to her, and by the way, to confirm this, your cousin Elizabeth, remember Elizabeth and Zachariah, your cousin Elizabeth now is, is about six months pregnant. And, uh, and, and, and the one that she was too old and couldn't have kids. And uh, that's going to be a confirmation. So as you read Luke 2, it looks to me like that Mary, pretty quickly, the angel leaves and Mary 
gets together some folks and she goes to find Elizabeth, goes up north and she finds Elizabeth. And sure enough, here's a story. We know the story that Zacharias, the priest up in years, comes out of the offering the sacrifice, speechless. He's not speaking now. He can't speak. And short time later, his, his wife up in years, Elizabeth, is pregnant. And, and the excitement of that. And then here shows, here appears her cousin from down south. And Elizabeth is, a, is, is a, again, a lady up in years. And has wanted a child all her life and could never get pregnant. And now she's pregnant with, the, with this promised child, John, that the, that the angel told them about. And when Mary, a young virgin girl, her cousin, I don't know. Somebody was talking about how old was she? Was she? I don't know. 13, 14, 15. I don't know. We don't know. We know she was young. We know she was a virgin. And so now when Mary comes and greets Elizabeth, what happens? The, the, the baby in Elizabeth's womb just goes, he does all kinds of dados. And he's leaping for joy at the sound of Mary's voice, the voice of that. And so Elizabeth confirms what the angel has told her now, she's pregnant and now she, she is able to, to confirm with Mary. And I'm sure that Mary and, and, and Elizabeth had this conversation. Something, there's got to be something similar to this conversation. Uh, Mary's looking at Elizabeth and said, man, I, you know, all this. And, and Elizabeth tells her about the angel and Mary's eyes get big. And, and Mary says, Let, yeah, I, I think it's, maybe it's the same angel. And, and Mary starts telling about the angel that appeared to her, Gabriel. Now, I don't know how you guys are, but, but my wife, a lot of times, we'll go somewhere and I'll say, well, do you know so-and-so? And she'll say, describe them. Describe them. Be careful for that, man. <laughs> I say, well, she had two legs and the two arms and her eyes were in the front. She had, and, and Barbara said, well, what color was her hair? I don't. I think she had hair. I would make a horrible, I would make a horrible witness of a crime scene because when I when I, you know, I I'm not good at describing, but I'm sure that Mary and and, and Elizabeth, Mary said, hey, is he a big tall angel? I had this, I don't know, had this thing around, looked like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he realized, hey, this is the same deal. This is the same guy. And Mary says, Mary then explains to Elizabeth, he he appeared to me, and he told me that. That I'm going to have a son and it's going to be the one that's promised to come. And, and Elizabeth gets excited. Great. This is being you, you're and Joseph. And Mary said, no, no, no. no not like that. This angel says that I'm going to have God's son. And I'm a virgin still. And Elizabeth says, wow. And so they begin to compare notes. And Mary says, and the way he told me to be sure that this is all going to happen is I was supposed to come and find you. And I would see that you're going to have a baby. And Elizabeth says, yeah. Now, most likely, most likely Mary stayed with her, maybe those three months until Jesus was born. I don't know. It would be hard to run uh, the women that I know away from a cousin that's going to have a baby in three months, and they're going to be able to be there and be a part of, of this. There's something about babies and, and, and these women. So, so I'm thinking in my mind, she either stayed to right before John was born or soon after he was born, she went, she left. And I can imagine Elizabeth saying to to Mary somewhere along the way, have you told Joseph yet? Well, probably not. Uh, what do you mean probably not? Well, the angel just appeared and the angel told me that you would be pregnant. And I, 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 I never, you know, and I needed to be sure. 
I need to be sure that I wasn't just daydreaming, that I that something happened. So, no, I hadn't told him. I'll probably tell him when I get back. And Elizabeth, you know, so all this conversations went on. Then I can imagine Mary coming back to after being gone for three months. And, uh, oh, how, how separation makes the heart grow fonder when you're deeply in love like these two people of Mary and Joseph was. And Mary gets back, and Mary's excited to tell Joseph about the baby that Elizabeth had, and Mary's excited to tell, Mary's needing to tell Joseph about the other stuff. And Joseph's excited about, he's wanting to show Mary, let me show you what I've got done on the house while you've been gone. Let me show you, hey, I built us a dining room suit while you're gone. And let me, the chairs, let me show you what I've done. And, and, and Mary, and, and, and Mary, Joseph, and Mary saying, but, but Joseph, let me tell you about their baby. And Joseph said, that's great. But Mary, we've got all kinds of time. Let's talk about our children. And I can see Mary saying, no, that's what I want to talk to you about, John. <laughs> so we, we have this, we have this, uh, this discovery. It says that Mary was found to be with child. And Joseph wasn't the father. So I, 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 yeah, I can see Mary. Joseph, 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 let me tell you. Um, maybe sooner than you think because the angel that appeared to, to Elizabeth, and I told you about the angel appearing to Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, you told me about What's that got to do with us? Well, Joseph, that same angel, that's why I went up there to start with. The same angel appeared to me and said that, that, that I was going to have a baby. And Joseph said, we're, we're going to have a baby. No, no, Joseph, I know. But no, the angel said, I was going to have a baby. And it's going to be God's son. Yeah. And Joseph said, and, you, and, and so you've been gone three months. Elizabeth's had her baby. And now you're coming back telling me that you're pregnant with God's baby. And um, can, can you imagine? I imagine it. At, at initially, I can imagine that Joseph felt like the air had just been sucked out of him. Because all their dreams, all their plans... I mean, the plans on, of the big wedding with all the families there. Uh, and, and all this stuff, all of a sudden, all of that is up in the air. It's up in the air. And as much as he loved her, this was a hard story to swallow. This was, this was, this was one of those horse pills that's hard to get down. And so when we read this, we read about, we, we kind of see this. Uh, that, that Joseph was, was talking about. It says that she was found to be with child of the Holy Ghost and Joseph, Joseph being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was thinking about putting her away privately. Now, a just man means that he was a, he was a righteous man. And he, and he tried to obey, he tried to live by the divine laws of God. Now, according to those laws, it was clear that if Joseph had expo- exposed Mary of being pregnant before they had been married, before they came together, that she could be stoned and the, and the father of the child could be stoned. Oh, they thought they could stone him. But they, you know, I mean, yeah, tell him it's God. It, but this would be a, a public humiliation and death. But there was another option that Joseph had. In Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 1, it gives him the other option. And the other option was that when a man takes a wife and is married to her and it comes to pass that she doesn't please him or doesn't find favor in her eyes, that he, in his eyes, that he can write her a bill of divorcement and give it to her and send her away. Get rid of her. And that is what Joseph is thinking about doing. He doesn't, he doesn't want Mary dead. He still loves her. 
But he don't know how, he don't know how this can work out with them. I mean, they're going to live all their life with this. I mean, she's adamant that this is what happened. He can't comprehend it. He can't understand it. He don't want her dead. But maybe it's just be better for her. Maybe it'd be better for him. Maybe it'd be better for the baby, for all everybody involved, if they just done it this way. Well, he's thinking on that. That's what he's thinking about doing. It was a time of difficult decisions in his life. And it's so true. It's, it's so true in our lives too. We, we make plans, don't we? I mean, we have plans. We make dreams. And all the time, all of a sudden, in a, in a matter of a, a few seconds or a few minutes or hours, those dreams can be shattered. And, and the wind sucked out of us. And we're thinking about what, what went wrong. And there's, there's broken hearts. There's shattered lives. We don't always remember in those times, the first thing that comes to our mind is not necessarily some promises like in Isaiah 55, uh, the prophet, or, or God speaking in Isaiah 55, uh, verse 7 and 8. And he says, he, he's reminding, he says, for my ways are not your ways, says the Lord. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. You know? Remember, here's Joseph, a handpicked man, and all of a sudden, this tragic dis- this discovery in his life, this decisions that he's, that he's trying to deal with, just because, you know, and, and now he's struggling. I'm reminded that Oftentimes, even though God has got his hand placed in your life, there may be times of severe testing and struggling. Think of another Joseph. Remember the book of Genesis? Another Joseph, a young guy who had a bunch of older brothers, and, uh, and Joseph was kind of the father's pet. And boy, that didn't go well with the rest of the brothers. And his dad didn't know how to handle this situation very well. And Joseph didn't do a very good job of it. So his brothers decided they're, they're gonna, they put him in a pit. They sell him as a slave to, to a slave caravan going into Egypt. I, I can I still when I read that passage of where Joseph they throw Joseph in a pit and the brothers sit down and eat lunch. And I can hear the cries of this young teenage boy, fourteen years old or fifteen. I've got Matthew's turning fifteen tomorrow, and I, I can think of Joseph about Matthew's age, and him down in that hole, and he's and he's crying out to hollering to his to his brothers. Man, what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? And they're, they're up top debating on whether to kill him or not and how to kill him. So it'll look like an accident. Guys, brothers, maybe he called, maybe he had pet names for them. You know, be like Malik Zane and Taylor. Dude, dude, Bubba, you know, whatever your pet name. What are you doing? Shut up. But what are you doing? And they throw, throw up a scrap of bread. Eat this. Be your last meal. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Put him in a pit. Sold him. He was sold as a slave in Potiphar's house. There in Potiphar's house, he was accused of a crime that he didn't do. He was put in prison. He stayed in prison 14 years as an attempted rapist. And yet he was a man who valued his integrity before God. And everywhere, every time, every time someone asked why you're here, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah, we hear that all the time from everybody's here. 14 years. There must have been times in that prison, 14 years in prison for something you didn't do that he's wondering about. God, yeah, I trusted you. I've served you. 
And as far as he could see, Joseph didn't know the end of the story. All he knew is that he was trusting a God that was still sovereign even when he was in prison. Where do you find yourself today? In a pit? In a prison? Maybe you find yourself like Joseph here in Matthew 1. All of a sudden, it's just all your plans and all your dreams are out the window and everything's in chaos. David, the king of Israel, one of the greatest leaders of all times, a man who scripture says was a man after God's own heart, a man that, that did awesome exploits. But I want to tell you, long before David fought Goliath, and I love, that's one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and my grandkids, we've played David and Goliath so many times, I've... I've been David, I've been Goliath, I've been beheaded so many times in our front room in this story of David and Goliath. But a long time before David ever fought Goliath in front of the armies, he had fought a lion and fought a bear with nobody around to see. Battles. Trials. But when God chooses to work, in one day for Joseph, in one, in one day from the, from the prison to the palace, to second in command, when God chooses to work, he can work quickly. Well, here Joseph is. His life is shattered. Here Joseph is now with all this stuff that's going on. So it's, it's, if we're going to be used of God, there will be times of trials. You just need to know that. There will be, along the way, there will be times of extreme opportunities to prove our trust in Him. Notice the second thing here in verse 20. Notice the task that marked Joseph's life. But while he was thinking on these things, while he was thinking about, I'm just going to give her to build a divorcement, this to be bare. While he was thinking on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Ah, he finally meets this angel Mary's talking about. And, and he dreams it. In a dream, the angel appears to him and says to him, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to marry Mary, 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 Mary. That's hard to say. Don't be afraid. I'll say it King James. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Okay. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she'll bring forth a son and you'll call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And shall bring forth a son, and they'll call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So here, in the middle of this tragedy of Joseph's life, God, in a dream one night, God says, Hey, Joseph, trust me. God ever say that to you? You got a situation? They're horrible. You got situations that you don't know where to go. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to fight decide what's the best decision you can possibly make. And you hear God say, trust me. Reminds me of a, reminds me of a joke I heard way back when I was coaching in school and had fellowship with Christian athletes. Some, some kids tell me this. We're talking about trusting God. They're telling me about a guy who was riding a horse one day and the horse was running up to the end of a cliff. And, and before he could get the horse stopped, the horse threw him and he goes over the cliff and he just grabs on to a brush at the top of the, of the cliff. And he's hanging on, trying to pull up and the brush is pulling out, the roots are coming up. And he's praying, God, help me. Lord, help me. And he hears this voice say, trust me. And he says, yes, Lord, I'll trust you. He says, turn loose. 
And you hear the guy say, is there anybody else up there? (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes when God says, trust me, and we say, okay, who else is up there? And here, here Joseph is, and the angel says, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary to your wife. Joseph, I don't want you to put her away. I don't want you to write a bill of divorcement. Joseph, matter of fact, I don't want you to stop the wedding plans. Matter of fact, I want you to do right the opposite. I want you to marry Mary. And Joseph, the son that she's going to have is my son. And Joseph, I have chosen you to be the stepfather of my son. Can you, I mean, for me to get my head wrapped around this. And Joseph, Joseph I imagine Joseph, and Joseph saying, the, 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 the child, the child that, 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 that Mary is carrying is your son. That's right, Joe. And, 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 and God's son is going to, I'm going to, he's going to ride, I'm going to put him on my foot and cross my legs. He's going to ride my horsey. He's going to, we're going to wrestle in the floor. We're going to play lions and tigers and bears. And I'm going to play lions and tigers and bears with your son, God. Yeah. And God, the baby that's going to nurse at the, at the breast of, of Mary is your son. And I'm going to, I'm going to teach him how to eat food. And I'm going to, he's going to go with me to the workshop. And he, the little boy that's going to, that's going to come with me at the workshop that's going to say, Daddy, can I have a, a hammer and a nail? Is your son? Oh, you, I mean, and God says, Joseph, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Now, there's a lot about this, this uh, that, we, that we learn from Joseph here. I, I See, I, I don't believe that Joseph understood everything easily, quickly. We know the rest of the story. We're on, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this. I'm going to say, get on with it. Yeah. And, you know, he knows that. And he finds that out. Get on it. But Joseph is living it out. In our lives, you know, we, we, we see, we see here Luis and, and Mel and we hear their testimony. We hear other people's testimony that God have gone through and they're on, uh, they're in trials or on the other ends. And, and we say, yeah, but, but, but I'm in the midst of this. And in the midst of this, sometimes we can't see the end. You know? We're living it out. Joseph, I'm sure, it's gonna, it's gonna, he's gonna, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna take a process. It's taking a process. But, jo- but God is saying to him, Joseph, trust me with this. Well, look what happens. Verse 24. It says, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the Lord, as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him Mary, his wife. Now, Joseph, I'm sure, was thinking, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. All his dreams are shattered. His love, is, his heart's broken. All, all this thing is the worst thing that ever happened to me. But, but he's getting ready to find out in the process of time that that which he thought was the worst thing that ever happened, God's going to use to be one of the greatest things that's ever happened. Do you know he can do that? What some, of, what some of you have lived through or experienced or what some of you may be going through right now, that you may be saying nothing could be, nothing could be more worse than this. When God comes into the situation and God says, trust me, he's got a plan. We can't see all of life at, at one time. 
you know, I mean, shoot, I, I have trouble seeing sometimes at the end of the day or whatever. Uh, yes, I mean, Barbie's been looking at a, at a, at a she, somehow or another wives do this. She got thinking she wanted to look at another dining room suit. We've had this dining room suit for 40-something years, and it's good. It's wood. There's no termites in it. It's good. It's good wood. Houses last for a long time. And uh, so she, I, you know, and so she's thinking, she's telling me about this. And so we're talking to yesterday. And she says, well, somebody, you know, this person's got a table. And, and I think I'm going to go look at that and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm saying, we got, we got a good table. She said, oh, Jerry. She said, all you're interested in is what I put on that table. <laughs> now, I just want to tell you, I didn't say anything else after that because I thought, that's basically right. I mean, I, she could, we could have two saw horses and a sheet of plywood in there. And Barbie can make that thing look like a banquet table by what she puts on it. We don't, we don't see it, but I was wise enough to say, okay, okay. We, we can't see the end of that. You know, but God says, trust me. Trust God. We can't see all of life. We just remember some of what's past. And we sure don't see all that's before us. Say, trust him. So God says to Joseph, trust me. Joseph wakes up in verse 24. And he did as the angel of the Lord had bid him. Now, this is one of the things I like about Joseph. I mean, I told you we learned a lot about him. In chapter 2, you're going to see when, when, when the angel appears to Joseph again and said, Joseph, you need to get Mary and a baby. And you need to get to Egypt because somebody's, they're going to try to kill this baby. We see Joseph immediately. Scripture says he got up in the middle of the night. He takes Mary and, and the baby and leaves. Here, when Joseph hears God, knows it's God. He acts on obedience. That's something that I've learned in my life. I'm still learning. But one of the things that I've, that, that I've learned is that when you hear God speak, either through His Word or, or through a brother or, or through circumstance, when you hear God speak and you know it's God, you've prayed it, you know it's God, then obey. Don't. The longer you put off obeying, then the more opportunity the enemy has to come in and to try to subvert that message that God has spoken or try to confuse. And, and, and one of the worst things in the world you can do, I mean, if you've got some godly counsel, godly prayer people, that's okay. But one of the worst things you can do is start talking to people because you'll be more confused than you've ever been in your life when you start getting people's opinion on what God's saying. Here it didn't make sense, but Joseph gets up the next morning and this, I can see this. The day before, the cloud that's covered their, his life has been, it's been dark. No wedding, Trying to figure out what to do with to get, so Mary don't get stoned, but but everything the house I'm building don't mean anything to me now. I, I, you know that was for Mary and me. It don't mean anything. Mary, I mean I, I love her, but and now the next morning he gets up, and I can see him you know washing his washing his face, making sure his hair looks good, putting on some clean clothes, and and uh, he's headed out of the house, and uh, and somebody might said Joseph, where are you going? And I can see Joseph going on. By the way, here's a flower. He's picking a flower away. He's heading to Mary's house. Can't you see this? I can, I can see this. And he goes to Mary's house and he knocks on the door. Mary, Mary, Mary. Now the day before, as they talked, it's all, it's all gloom and doom and you know, all this. And, and Mary comes to the door and she says, Joseph, what's the matter? Joseph, what's wrong with you? Mary, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Mary, that angel you told me about, that angel... Mary, he came to see me last night. I talked to that angel. The one, you, yeah, that one, same, same, that's him. Mary, you're never going to believe this. Mary, Mary, the angel told me that the baby you're carrying is God's son. I mean, you're not going to believe that. I can see Mary saying, no. 
Can't you? Been trying to tell you that, Joe. That's what I've been trying to say. But Mary, now the angels to God says that's his son. Mary, I want, and listen, the angel said, I, I want to marry you. Mary, I want to marry you, baby. And, and you know, we're going to get married. And, 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 and Mary said, well, at the end of our spouse period, and Joseph said, no, man, we're going to get married today. We're going to go find the justice of the peace. I know he probably didn't have that there. I didn't say this. But he said, we're going to get married. And so he immediately, quickly, he goes and they get married. Now, I love this. He's obedient to God now. Joseph did as the angel had bidden him, and he took him his wife. And he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus, Savior. Wow. How Joseph, he's, you know, he's, uh, I'm sure he still don't understand it all. But now Joseph is hanging on to the fact, to this, Joseph is hanging on to God saying, trust me, Joseph. I've got this. Trust me. I've got this. Wow. I love that. Listen, what? Someone has said, I don't know who it was, so I just put someone. Uh, I ran across this quote. It said, The real test of maturity is not what a person faces in life, nor is it revealed in what they are called on to do. The real evidence of the depth of a person's character is seen in what they do with what they are handed. If we weren't in church, and if you're about, you know, and if I wasn't so spiritual, I would say it. It's what people may talk about as the hand that has been dealt to you. Now, I think they're talking about cards. I've never played cards in my life. I wouldn't have one in my house. If they would, it'd be Rook. Oh, you know I'm messing with you. Uh, you know that. Uh, try not to go there. But all of us, all of us, you know, some people... Uh, you know, they, they, they look at what's been dealt them and they think, this is the worst hand I've ever had. I'll trade hands with anybody. You're, I said, <laughs> you ever sit at the card table and say, this, is, this, this looks more like a foot than a hand. I'll trade it with anybody here. You know? And a lot of times in our lives, I'll just trade it with anybody here. It may look horrible, but God's working a plan. God's working a plan. Can you trust Him? Can you trust Him? Joseph trusted Him. He obeyed quickly in Mary and Mary. For he, didn't, he didn't stop to, to, to run an ad and wonder what the townspeople would think. He didn't even stop to, to think about what the kinfolk would say. Man, all he knew is that now he, has, now he has a focus. God said, trust me. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to marry Mary. And this baby, you're going to raise it as my son. You're going to raise it as a step, stepfather. And you're going to name him Jesus. And he's going to be a savior first. And wow. He just, he just gets on with it. Joseph completely quickly obeyed God and what God's called him to do. Now just think about that. In spite of the fact that Joseph had been called to believe the impossible and to do the incredible, once he realizes it's God, he don't waver. He just does it. He just does it. What a testimony. Joseph was really God's man for the job. He was the right man for the job. A poor, under, humble carpenter, simply trusting and obeying God's call on his life. Now, I'm going to kind of leave with this and listen. There's, there are more jobs. There are more jobs that God needs to put the right person in. We're living, I believe, we're living in the culmination of, of history as we know it. Jim talks about God's shaking the nations 
We see things going on and happening in the world. They're moving at, at such a fast pace. And, and I believe, I, I don't see anything biblically that hinders the return of the Lord immediately. I, you know, as we talk about that. But I believe the Lord's return is, is close. And there's a lot going on. And sometimes it's hard to keep up with all that's going on. And we don't have to because God's got it in control. Your help don't need to be in control. God's got in control. Louis says, Louis says we can focus on the struggles or we can focus on the one who is sovereign of the struggles. You know, he's, they've chose to focus on the sovereign one. I think that's pretty good counsel, don't you? We focus on the struggles, we'll all be distraught and discouraged and, and, and won't know what to do. We'll be like Joseph was before God appeared to him. And Joseph said, God said to Joseph, trust me. Trust me. I told someone the first service I was talking about uh, that sometimes our life is like that. Sometimes we feel like we're on a uh, roller coaster. Life can be that way. Now, I don't know about you. I, I, there are two kinds of people I see riding roller coasters. I've been on one or two. I did that when I was young. As I got a little bit older, I did it one time and said, okay, that's, that's enough. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. But, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hollerer. Okay, I yell. You probably didn't know that by my demeanor here. Uh, <laughs> And and when I when I work or, or or when I you know when I work or when I play, I'm probably Barbara says it's a vulgar word, but I sweat. Uh, and I've often wondered we would be working in the summer and we'd we'd be working alongside somebody and it'd be hot and sweats just pour my t-shirt soaked and I'm you know and they're over there not breaking a sweat, and I'm thinking I would die if I did that. I, I you know this is the way I'm like a if a dog breathes through its tongue. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyway, I'm breathing when I'm sweating here. Anyway. And when you ride those rides, okay, Six Flags and the fair, when you ride those rides, I scream, I holler. Barbie don't, for some reason. And we go on a ride together, and I am from the, sometimes one time before they even shut the thing in, I'm hollering, oh, and Barbie looks at me, and she's not saying a word. I would, I would, exp- I would, um, I would spit up, I would vomit and swallow it back down if I kept my mouth shut on a ride. She don't. So, she, so we're going through rides differently. But, but this is my question. I thought about this first service. Have you seen these people that ride these roller coasters and they throw their hands up? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, Kendall. And I was asking first service, why did the, why? I mean, I can understand screaming, but I guarantee you, I am screaming like this. I am holding on. Screaming, and if and if and if I do, I'm like, I'm, and if I do raise my hand, I'm like a Baptist in a group of Pentecostals. I'll just risk one real quick back down. You know how that's just real quick. I, but I am screaming, and I'm saying, why do these people do that? And after service, after first service, Joyce Joyce Stewart came up to me, and I love this. She said, "Jerry," she said, "Let me tell you what I feel like the Lord shared with me." When, you, when we were talking about raising the hands, she said, when they raise their hands and they ride in the roller coaster, they're saying, I'm not afraid. I don't have to hold on. And I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, I can buy that. I'm holding on. If they could see my toes, they're dug in. I'm strapped in. But when God, sometimes life is like that ride on the roller coaster. You know? And sometimes I, I, may, I may be yelling or sometimes Barbie's sitting there and she's not saying a word. Either way, I am holding on. But when God steps on and says, can you trust me? Guys, it means taking our hands off, not holding on, and enjoying the ride. There are still jobs that he's got to do, and he's still calling men and women for those jobs. 
And when he calls you, can you trust him? Throw your hands up in the air and just enjoy the ride and let go and let God do it. Amen. That's all I've got to say. I'm, I'm through. I've got to go, try to go home and smooth things over with Barbie. Because I... <laughs> She's home cooking a birthday dinner. <laughs> you were. You were. I forgot about that, Fred. <laughs> but I'm sure she'll get calls before I get home. Just tell her that her husband loves her unconditionally, fully. And it don't make any difference if she has peanut butter crackers or just has plain crackers for lunch. I am going to be thrilled. Don't, don't, don't even. <laughs> Our God is good. Our God is good. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad that we don't have... No matter, the day may be one of those days that are the darkest in the world. Yesterday, you may be coming out of that. But listen, there's a God who's sovereign and he's working a plan. And he'll show up and he'll speak up. Listen for his voice. And when he speaks, just obey him. Father, we love you and we praise you. We can never thank you enough for your word. Your word that is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Your word that is an anchor to our soul, that's steadfast and sure. Your word that never changes. It's, it's, it's amen and amen forever and ever. Lord, take your word now that has been sung, that has been shared. Lord, get rid of all the chaff of jury help in it. That don't amount to a hill of beans. But Lord, take your word that's life and do in our hearts and our lives that which you want to do to help us be men and women of God. In your name I pray.